All right, everybody. Hello, and welcome to Sisters Through Crime podcast. I am Amanda, and of course, we always have the lovely Janaya. Hey, y'all. <laughs> so sorry for the wait, guys. We've had a lot of stuff going on between school and people catching COVID, work, everything. We all have a personal life going on, but we are back in business. And today, Janaya is going to be telling the story, and I'm very excited. Um, she always picked out the, the best story. She always, this is the one, this is the one. So I love what she picks out. So she's going to tell the story, and I'm just going to sit back and relax and let Janaya take over. So go ahead, girl. Okay. Um, I want to give a huge shout-out to True Crime with Allie. She's going to be listening, to. I told her I'm going to send it to her. And she she's the reason why I picked this case as well. So big shout out to her. Do we, I mean, I feel, feel like we were missing something. Oh, we announced our cash app giveaway winner too. Oh yeah, at the very end. This way, y'all gotta listen to it, and then we'll tell y'all at the very end because y'all gotta listen first and run our listens uh, listeners up or whatever it is. Yes, we gotta <laughs> Yeah, y'all can't just get free money, so y'all gotta listen first, <laughs> and then we'll we'll tell y'all how to uh, win the next. Okay. You you ready, Amanda? Yeah, I'm ready. Okay. So this is called, well, this is titled The Tragedy of Shannon Elizabeth Graves. Okay, so Shannon Elizabeth Graves was born on November 4th, 1988. So she was a Scorpio. I want you guys to remember she was a Scorpio. Amanda, you too, don't forget. Okay, gotcha. Okay, she was the daughter of Christine Graves and Ronnie D. Paul. Shannon grew up with her mom, but in early in an early age, she was introduced to her sibling, Debbie, who shared the same father along with their younger brother, AJ. So Shannon had two siblings, Debbie and AJ DePaul. Her favorite color was pink, and her and her friends gave her the nickname Star because whenever she entered the room, like she would light up the entire room whenever she entered. That's what her friends described her as. Her older sister, Debbie, went to cosmetology school. So Shannon, you know, you being a little sister, of course you look up to your big sister. She followed in her um, big sister footsteps. And Shannon went to cosmetology school as well. She received her cosmetology license at Raphael School of Beauty in 2016. Okay, I want to pause it right here. I want you guys to also note, I think this happened, this case happened in 2017. So this wasn't too long ago. Okay, okay. So, so after she received her school, you know, after she received her cosmetology license, she was excited to jumpstart her career. She was young and beautiful with a future. <laughs> she was young and beautiful with a bright future ahead of her. Her her friends described her as loving with a great personality, and she would help anyone in need, like literally anyone. She was only twenty eight years old at the time of her disappearance. So she was fairly young. She was real young, actually. Let me scoot this down some. Okay, so although she lived with her boyfriend, she still remained in contact with her family. She adored being around her family. Unfortunately, she was last seen by her family on Christmas of 2016. Her dad, Ronnie, told the police it wasn't uncommon for Shannon to go missing for months. She just never went that long with no contact. So... She'll often go missing, but her family understood like she was doing her own thing. She was venturing out, but she she still remained in contact with her family. 
Okay, yeah, like, I do that, too. I don't really talk to my family, but I do, like, I keep in contact. Like, they know I'm still alive. Right. That's why I'm like, face, Facebook really helped me with that, because like, other than that, I really forget about people. Not saying, like, I don't care. Just, I just, I don't know, you know. Yeah. Okay. Um. Okay, so unfortunately, she was the last seen by her family on Christmas of 2016. You know, her dad said, you know, she'll go missing, but it, it wasn't uncommon. She just never went that long. Her family members were starting to worry right away. She would normally show up for her siblings' birthdays or holidays. So she missed her sister's birthday party, their Easter celebration, and Father's Day as well. So, you know, that's a big red flag. I'm pretty sure, Amanda, if you, I know if you miss Christmas, your family's going to be like, what the hell going on? You know right. what I'm saying? <laughs> so that, that's a big red flag. Right. And so she missed those three holidays. Although her sister Debbie reported seeing her in February in 2017, February 2017, with Atoro, Shannon's boyfriend. So Atoro is Shannon's boyfriend. The family realized it was months before anyone had seen Shannon. On June 22nd, 2017, a missing persons report was soon filed with the Ohio attorney general missing person it had been three to four months that shannon had been missing you know I, I think she went missing in february they filed it in june so it's been about three to four months since she's been missing Damn. yeah i know this was going to be a tough case for investigators because of the time period you know they, it was kind of pushed back because you know they, they didn't have anything to start with Right. It's been it's been a you know when it's like when it's been a good amount of time, it's hard to start an investigation like that because you gotta go back months. Yeah, they didn't have like probably didn't have that many evidence or anything either. No, they didn't, you know, because it's been months. Yeah, that's the crazy part about it. Whew. So this is gonna be a tough case for investigators because of the time period, and nobody was exactly sure when she went missing. She was listed on a website as being about five feet tall, 105 pounds, with black and brown hair. When investigators started the search, it was discovered she left her apartment, car, phone, and her dog behind. Shannon's family said she absolutely adored her dog and wouldn't leave her, put, her pit bull pup, Molly, behind. They also checked prisons and hospitals, but there was no signs of Shannon. Police also tried to get her phone records, but that was not going to be so easy. You know, phone records take time. Mm-hmm. So, Ronnie, Shannon's dad, contacted her boyfriend, Arturo. His, his name is Arturo Nuval. I think I'm saying that right. With Shannon, you know, she's been living with him at the time. He said that they got into a fight a few months back, and now she's living with a guy in the Cleveland area. But he also had Shannon's dog with him and claimed he was watching the dog. Her family knew something was off because she because she wouldn't leave her dog Molly behind. You know, that's a big red flag. Right. That's like leaving your kid behind. Yeah, I won't leave my dog behind either. <laughs> Investigators was notified and questioned Atoro as well, but they weren't but they weren't able to rule Atoro out as a suspect because they didn't have the exact time Shannon went missing. Atoro stated he thought Shannon and him would get back together, you know, when she come back home from Cleveland. They also asked him if he knew the name of Shannon's new boyfriend. He answered no. So they weren't able to confirm his alibi, you know, due to many months of passing. So they did kind of have, like, some suspicion on him. But, you know, they still kept their eye open, you know, anybody. 
Right. So investigators were at a dead end. Next, you know, the next thing, you know, police normally also always look at the spouse first. I learned that out like fast. They always look at the spouse <laughs> or the boyfriend, rather. Next, right. searched for any past relationships she had, and they came across her ex boyfriend, John, whom she dated for years before he went to jail. So she dated John for some a few years, then he had went to jail. And during, I think, before he went to jail, they had broke up. So John was known for dealing. John was known for dealing drugs. He was recently he recently started up his own roofing business. When Shannon would and Shannon would work with him at times, so he had his own roofing business, and Shannon would help him, you know, with you know with work and you know, you know. Like a, like a co-worker, co like a like their partners and stuff. Yeah, yeah, definitely. You know, that was her little boo thing. So of course, you know, she had <laughs> and so he was released a short time before Shannon went missing. This gave off red flags to the investigators immediately. So investigators suspect suspected that John was mad that Shannon had moved on with her new relationship, and so police just kind of gave him motive. You know, it kind of gave him motive. It was reported John was trying to work things out with Shannon. It was reported that John was trying to work things out with Shannon. And police brought John in for an interview where he stated the last time he spoke with her was in the middle of February. It was precisely February 14th. This was around the same time Debbie, this is Shannon's sister, saw her as well. So remember, she was last seen around mid-February. That's important to remember. Right. Debbie and um, John, they both said they seen her around February. Okay. Um, John also stated Shannon told him she was going to give one last chance to her boyfriend, Coro, before she decides to end things with him. They then put Shannon's picture on a local news and started doing searches. Jan John, I'm sorry, John organized a lot of the searches for Shannon. But he was still a suspect in investigators' eyes, along with her boyfriend, Toro. I feel like um, they still was looking at John as well, because, like, you can't be too helpful in investigation, too. That's also a red flag, too. Yeah, you can too helpful. And it seemed like they were still, like, keeping in contact and stuff, too. So, yeah, I mean, no. they were probably still talking and sleeping around or something. Because why else would you still even work with your ex? Yeah. I hate my ex. I'm not going to contact my ex. <laughs> Yeah, that's why. See, that probably was the case too. But yeah, like I, just, I feel like it's a red flag for both. If you helping the police, if you helping the police, you being too helpful, and if you not, you still under suspicious. Like, what the fuck you doing? Like, you know what I'm saying? Right. So I feel like oh, I don't know about that. It's like you can't be too helpful or. Helpful at all. So it's like, then you got to be stuck in the middle. <laughs> right. Like, just stay out of it. You ain't got nothing to do with it. Just just chill. We'll come and ask you questions. Yeah. I agree. Okay. So they put her no, they put her picture on the local news and started doing area searches. You know, and John was like, he helped out a lot of the searches. A few days later, police responded to a hiker who found a human skull in the backyard. After doing an investigation surrounding the human remains, it was determined not to be Shannon's. But it was another female victim that was unrelated. Um, Amanda, I kind of tell you about that case a little bit more after I guess after we end things. 
Okay. That was crazy too. I just don't really want to bring it up because I don't want to be disrespectful disrespectful to the victim who lost her. Okay. So that case was kind of crazy too. But her phone records had finally came back, but there was no usage on the phone since the phone company gave her number away. And bro, Amanda, you know how I got a new number? Yeah. So I called my old number uh, and a nigga answered the phone. I was like, what the fuck? <laughs> and so, because my friend was telling me, she was like, uh, I've been calling the phone and dude keep answering. I was like, I got, no, she was calling my old number. I was like, I got a new phone and I don't know what the hell's going on. But That's weird. They already my boyfriend and I'm answering and stuff like that. I was like, no, it's not my boyfriend. What the hell? Yeah, I know. They gave me, they never so quick. They gave my number away like in a, like in two to three weeks. Right. Like that wasn't even long at all. Like, hold on now. I know I wanted my number back. <laughs> yeah. So um, uh where, where was I? Okay, so her phone records finally came back, but they gave her phone number away. The only information that came from the phone workers was that she stopped making calls around February. This is the third time we came back to the month of February. So the only information they pulled from the phone records was that she stopped making calls around February. It was also reported there was no recent activity on her credit cards, so something had to be wrong. I feel like if she if she really went to Cleveland, she it would have been some usage on the cards. You know yeah. I mean? And you would have used your phone too. Like you would have right. kept in contact. Right. I just that's why especially on her sister's birthday, like you know, I would wish even if I didn't talk to her, I would have sent her a text happy birthday, sent right. my father's day. But suddenly on July 30th, Campbell, Campbell Police Department received a call from a couple saying that they had human remains in a deep freezer. The couple stated the couple stated the wife sickly she wanted to cook spaghetti and she needed meat from a deep freezer. But okay, so I kind of want to break this down. She wanted meat from the deep freezer, you know, downstairs in the basement. So she had a real a weird feeling about opening this one deep freezer that had padlocks on it. She had multiple deep freezers downstairs, but it was one with padlocks on it. She looked inside hers and she didn't have any meat inside her deep freezer. So she was gonna look inside the one with the padlocks to see was it deep freezer on it. Deep, I mean, was it meat that was in the deep freezer? You get what I'm saying, Amanda? Yeah. Okay. She thought it was me inside, so she and she she knew it was a friend. So she was like, "Okay, this is my friend's deep freezer. I just get some meat and I replace it later." You know, you know, if I left my deep freezer at Amanda's house and Amanda called me, "Hey, get some meat," yeah, you know, and she will replace it later. You know, no, no worries. <laughs> so um, after um, after unscrewing the padlocks off, Jill was hit by a horrible smell and black trash bag along with the bucket. Oh, so God. I know. So she waited till her husband Kenneth got home to look further in the deep freezer, which I feel like Amanda. I feel like Amanda would do something like that too. If you found something like that, I know you would probably wait till your husband got home. Right? Like, hold on. Right. Okay. So once they opened the freezer, they pulled out a human foot along with other human remains. That's scary as fuck. Mm. When police arrived on the scene, they realized they had a crime scene quickly. There were bags of human remains in the freezer, and also some teeth were found in the freezer. Mm. 
It was reported that the victim's limbs, torso, and, and spine were found in the deep freezer. That is so crazy. Yes, yeah, like, what the... F oh, gosh. People are weird. I, I, it's just... Oh, I don't know. It's crazy to me. I can't oh. even imagine, like, trying to see that. Like, who want to cut something up like that? People are, that's Can so you imagine the smell? I know. That's what... Oh. I kind of... I guess since it was like in the deep freeze, I guess she couldn't really smell it outside. Mm -hmm. I don't know. Yeah. But then yeah. again, I guess like, you know, when people die and they put them like in their little freezer part, I yeah. mean, you know, you can't really smell the body. So I guess that's kind of where. Yeah. So, like, was it plugged up or was it not plugged up? Because if it was plugged up and the body was frozen, then I'm pretty sure you can smell anything. So, if it wasn't plugged up, that's probably that's why the smell hit her like that. That's a good question. I'm I'm gonna say it was plugged up. I don't know. I didn't see anything about you know, it. But I'm gonna say it was plugged up because ain't no way this deep freezer been in your home and you didn't smell anything. True, true. I'm gonna say it was, but if it wasn't, that's even worse. Yeah, true. <laughs> so once detective once the detective stated the body, oh, so detective stated the body was frozen in a large block. So it was frozen, Amanda. Okay, okay. Okay, I kind of forgot, you guys. I'm sorry. Police started asking the police started asking the couple questions right away. The husband, Keenan, I don't want to say his last name. I feel like I'm messing up. I think his name is Osenball. Keenan, I'm just say Keenan. Keenan <laughs> stated he got the deep freezer from a friend who was storing it there. He stated the freezer was sitting there for a couple of days, five days to be exact. So he was like, he was just, a friend came and put it there, but it's just been five days since he put it there and he was just storing it there. So when the police asked who he got the freezer from, the husband stated Gonzalez. After further research, the police connected the dots to a man named Anthony, I'm sorry, Anthony Gonzalez, but realized it was somebody who they already interviewed. Can you guess who it is, Amanda? Probably the ex-boyfriend. No, no, no. A Toro. Yes, it was a Toro. Oh. Uh, so, Anthony, when they said Gonzalez, that kind of sounds like, I don't know, that goes with his name or some shit. Yeah. <laughs> That's what I think, too. Anthony Gonzalez, it was an alias name to the name of Toro. Mm. Boyfriend. The husband claimed he let a Toro store deep freezer there because he called and said his power went out and then he didn't want his meat to go bad, which I feel like that's a bullshit ass lie. But then again, I feel like a lot of people do that actually. Because how the hell are you going to get a freezer anyways downstairs without taking your meat and stuff out? Like, <laughs> y'all just your meat in a damn deep freezer or your friend freezer. Right. That's too damn much work moving a damn freezer just to put it in there for a couple of days until your power get back on. Well, I mean, she don't, she don't only weigh, would you say, 105 pounds? So, I mean, that's really not a lot. Yeah. You know, especially depending on how big he was. But it's so crazy to me because you said your power went out. Why yeah. not afford to meet there until your power come back on? Why would you need to bring your whole freezer to my right. house? Right. True. That made no sense right there. So, you know, Atora bought the deep... I'm sorry, you said say something? No, go ahead. Okay. Atora bought the deep freezer to the couple homes with padlocks on it. 
the wife thought it was suspicious that it had padlocks. But she said Arturo was odd at times. So it really didn't seem weird. She was just like, he just, he be odd at times. So, you know, she kind of brushed it off. The bags of human remains were sent to be tested for fingerprints and DNA. Upon discovery, the right foot had a tattoo of a scorpion on it, just like Shannon. Remember, mm -hmm. Shannon was a Scorpio. So, Jill and Kenneth were taken into police custody and was cautioned separately. Both of their stories checked out to be true, and they wasn't pursued as suspects. Like, police believed them, so they just disregarded them, you know, took down all the information, disregarded them. Just, well, they ain't disregarded, but they took down the information. Everything they came out to be true, and they just sent them all home. I honestly, I don't even want to live in that house anymore. Right, I like. Uh, you know what? Just sell it. I don't even yeah. care at this point. But you know, you don't want to sell a house like that. Uh, not saying it'll be like haunted or anything. It's just I, I'll just be so scared. I don't know why. Yeah, I mean it could be haunted. Fuck that. A I mean, it no matter where you live at, though, there ain't no telling what happened in the past. But knowing that somebody died or somebody is dead in your house is yeah. a whole <laughs> different thing. Yeah, that's that's scary as fuck. And I'm, I'm I'd be paranoid as fuck already. Yeah, <laughs> like listening to a podcast, you already be paranoid. Yes. Like I be on campus and, and the person can walk up behind me. I like I'm literally like cyanide in the whole time while I'm walking. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so uh, investigators soon moved in on a boyfriend of Toro, who was with his new girlfriend Katrina. So he already got a new girlfriend. Damn. I know. Katrina moved in just two weeks after Shannon was reported missing. She moved in oh. two weeks. That is so crazy to me. So he already had his eye on the next one pretty much. Oh, well, let me tell you. Noah <laughs> and his girlfriend Katrina Layton were taking the police custody for caution. You know, they were just going to be caution. A Toro and Katrina did not... Huh? Oh, I didn't say that. Okay. And and Katrina denied everything, but it was reported that Toro and Katrina were both using Shannon's car after her disappearance. And his new girlfriend was also using Shannon's phone. So that's absolutely crazy. It was also reported that they used her car as well. Oh my God. I forgot about that. Wow. Investigators dug into a Torah criminal record where they found multiple offenses. He escaped prison once. He had a charge of aggravated arson, obstruction to business, and he had other charges as well. So, like, he kind of they kind of side on him, man. So yeah. after the, after they did after the after they did the the fingerprints, it was determined that Shannon's body. It was it was determined that it was Shannon's body. I'm sorry, y'all. I'm getting tongue twisted. They couldn't determine the cause of death because her head was missing. There was no head in the deep freezer. Oh my god! But they were able to confirm it was Shannon due to DNA, the fingerprints, and you know the scorpion tattoo of her leg. So I mean, for foot, they got a search warrant for her old apartment. There, they found numerous pieces of evidence. They found a large meat cleaver stuck in the door, the owner's manual to the deep freezer that had the padlocks on it. And blood on the wall. Wow! They just left too much evidence. That's, uh, how do you do all that? Right. And just, 
dumb and stupid to leave. So, which I'm glad that criminals are like this, like are so stupid, honestly. <laughs> At the time of being questioned, Atora had a set of keys on him. And these keys, are, Amanda, you think you know where these keys go to? Probably her car and apartment. The, I think they did live in her apartment. This was found, I think this was found in her apartment. But these keys he had on him matched the padlocks on the deep freezer. So yeah. I'll imagine, like, you, I'm gonna say, you gone. You know what I'm saying? Oh, like, yeah, you just, yeah, you just fucked up there. Yeah. yeah. So after, you know, after they found like the padlocks were a match, authorities quickly obtained a, um arrest warrants and charged with Toro and Katrina with abuse of the courts during the interview. You know, this was all they could charge them with. They didn't have really, they didn't really have a lot. But when they found that key and that key matched that padlock, it was over with. Yeah. Their bone was set at $1 million. This means Shannon's body had been, so this means Shannon's body had been in the freezer for 45 months. The, wow. police, the police still had to build up the case for a murder, a murder charge. Investigators went back to the couple who, you know, who found the body. And they, they stated Katrina is with. They also stated Katrina. They knew Katrina as well. A couple, Jill and Tina, they stated they knew Katrina as well. They also mentioned Katrina threatened to kill Shannon several times. John, you know, this was Shannon's ex. He was a huge help in this case. He wanted justice for Shannon, so he started asking questions. You know, you know, he started asking around, asking questions to friends. And he came across this one friend. I'm sorry. So he started asking questions and he came around his one friend named Steve. Steve told John it was a bonfire one night and Otoro came to burn items with the friend. Investigators then brought Steve into custody and asked him questions. Steve had said Otoro told him Shannon cheated on him and that's why he was burning the items. So he was, he was burning Shannon items. Mm. So this was around March 1st, 2017. Mm. So uh, that's that's crazy. Steve also missed Steve also mentioned Atora had a friend with him named Andrew Herman who was helping him burn the items. Police headed to the location of the bonfire where they found more evidence, such as the shower curtain that was they found the shower curtain that was determined to be Shannon's. This was in her bathroom, bloody towels, they found Shannon clothes. And they also found a bracelet with the name Shannon on it. So they found a, a lot of evidence at the bonfire. They didn't even burn everything properly. Not at all, because like, yeah, people are really stupid. So, you know, they found all this evidence. So investigators then went on then went on Facebook to find any information on Andrew. Remember, guys, Andrew was the person that was helping Atora burn the items. On Facebook, they, they discovered Andrew was in a three-way relationship, a polygamous relationship. He had a wife and a girlfriend, so he was just trying to live his best life. <laughs> the police contacted his girlfriend, Jamie, who spilled everything. She told investigators Atora and his girlfriend, Katrina, killed Shannon in the bathroom. She stated she thought Katrina hit Shannon in the back of the head that ultimately killed her. She also stated her boyfriend, Andrew, had dismembered the body. Jamie revealed that Katrina was jealous of Shannon and wanted Atora all to herself. 
when authorities brought Andrew in to confess, I mean, when authorities brought Andrew in, he confessed to dismembering to Shannon's body right away. Surprisingly, he was the only one who showed remorse. He said that one night, Otora contacted him, telling him to stop by his girlfriend Katrina's house. There, when he arrived, Andrew saw Shannon's lifeless body when he entered. So when he came, well, I mean, when Andrew arrived on his like to Katrina's house, Shannon was like already deceased. So it seemed like they were really trying to make it make somebody burn, like burn their head. Right. Andrew mentioned Shannon was killed in her apartment, and they then okay. So they mentioned Andrew stated they was they killed Shannon at her Shannon's apartment, and then they moved her. They put her in a car. And then they moved her to, to, to Katrina's garage. Where Andrew said Shannon was struck in the, in the forehead with a hammer with the directions of a Toro. Andrew dismembered the body in Katrina's garage. Together, they both like, they made like a plastic room in the garage, you know, to, like, to not lose as much blood. And there they, they dismembered the body with the machete. So they kind of made this like plastic room to not leave a lot of blood, and they dismembered her body with the machete. Oh, wow, like Dexter, pretty much. Uh, uh, what's her name? She was somebody was telling me about Dexter. I gotta watch that. Everybody said it was good. Yes, Dexter is pretty that. good. So, you know, they, they dismembered her body. Andrew claimed it was Katrina who hit Shannon in the back of his head, so he quickly blamed his girlfriend. I mean, I'm sorry. Andrew was the friend. Andrew claimed it was Katrina who hit Shannon in the back of the head, but with it, so with the directions of a tunnel, he dismembered the body. So we had Andrew who said Katrina had hit her, and then Jamie, you know, Andrew's girlfriend, said Katrina had hit her. So that's like that's gonna be a big debate too, Amanda. Right. Who you think hit her in the back of the head? Mm. So so now we have Andrew and you know Jamie who said that. Shannon, I mean, Katrina had hit Shannon. Andrew also mentioned he only dismembered the body because he was scared he'd be killed as well, which I think that was absolutely vile. Because, like, if you were scared that they'll kill you, why would you go to the bonfire and help him burn the items as well, too? Like, you made yourself too much involved, which I feel like he was lying. Right. You were just really trying to help a friend out. That's what it seemed like. <laughs> they then placed the remains in a 55 gallon bin. Andrew also stated Katrina wanted the body gone. Katrina purchased 12 gallons of sulfuric acid from Walmart. I looked this up, and weirdly enough, Walmart still sells sulfuric acid. What? It's online. Only I don't know if it's still in the store. Well, when I seen it, it was still, I saw it, it was like online. I didn't see any in stores, at least in our surrounding Walmart is down in Birmingham. Dang. Weirdly enough, they still sell it online. So they then took her head out of the bin and poured sulfuric acid on it, but realized they didn't have enough acid to dissolve the rest of her body. So they poured acid on her head, on the, on the skull. Andrew also mentioned they tried to burn the body as well. That's when the thought of purchasing a deep freezer came in. They purchased a freezer. I forgot where the freezer was from. I think it was from Walmart. And they put the, rem the rest of the remains in a deep freezer. It was discovered Katrina had bought the deep freezer. Yeah. So the girlfriend bought the deep freezer. I think it was from Walmart. I'm not sure. 
it's considered Shannon was killed in mid February since the last time she was since that was the last time she was seen. And you remember they was burning her they was burning her items around March first. So most likely she died after the fourteenth up until the first. Yeah, probably like right around probably probably the night of or something. Oh, here you go right here. Investigators they narrowed down the time to February twenty fourth. I'm sorry. Dang. So just after what? After what? Five six days when they was burning the items. Yeah. So on September twenty first, prosecutors. I'm sorry. I got to need some drink. <laughs> they indicted Arturo and Katrina for the murders of Shannon Grace. Arturo and Katrina never admitted to killing Shannon. In one source, Katrina did plead guilty to tampering with evidence and ascription. She was given a plea deal from prosecutors, and in this plea deal, she was offered 12 years along with a $20,000 bond, which I feel like that is complete bullshit, and it's so disrespectful to the victim's family. Yeah, they should have gave them life. All of them got like exactly. That is so crazy. Injection. That's just so disrespectful. Uh, but she took the plea deal and she was released with buns. So she took the plea deal and she was released. Of Shannon, course. Shannon's family was outraged that the murder charge has been dismissed against Katrina and a deal was cut so she would face lesser charges to testify against him, which I don't blame her. I'd be mad as hell. Toro took a deal as well and finally pled and finally pled guilty because he was facing the death penalty to kill a Shannon alone. I think he was charged with like 42 through 47 charges, it said. Mm. So he didn't want to face the death penalty. So he, you know, he pled guilty. It was eventually discovered it was Toro who hit Shannon in the head which, with the hammer, which sources are still unaware of who hit her in the head. So it was either Kat Katrina or Toro. Amanda, who you think did it? Honestly, she, she Katrina probably did it. You know how spicy bitches are and stuff, especially <laughs> if you're trying to get a bitch out of the way. She probably yeah. did. I, I kind of feel like I'm leaning more so on her on, on the Katrina side. Yeah, I think she did it too. But then again, I'm putting them past the boyfriend. They both probably did it. They both were probably sitting there laughing and shit. Oh, yeah. I ain't thinking about Yeah, we're both some weird ass bitches. <laughs> so, Atorvo was given a life sentence with a possible chance of parole in 48 years, which again, I still think that's bullshit. Why the fuck do he have a possible chance of parole? Right, that's only 2017. Somebody. It's 2022 now, so 17, 18, 19, 20, 20, 20, 20, about five years now. Man. That's crazy. Yes. So, Atorvo was still in contact with his girlfriend. Katrina, they were still in contact in jail. So this what? allowed yes, I think that's weird as fuck. This allowed authorities to get Katrina's plea deal pulled since she violated her deal. Basically, she wasn't oh. she wasn't supposed to be talking to him. So you know she violated him. So I'm like, bitch, you're cut. You're done. Yes. <laughs> so it was even told she accepted it was even told that she accepted Otoro's marriage proposal in jail. What the fuck? But I think she only like I feel like he only proposed to her because I read something or I heard something similar. If you get married, you can't. If you're married to your spouse, your spouse can't testify against oh, you. Yeah, yeah, can't testify against each other. Yep. Oh, so that's that is true. Yeah. 
Okay, so I feel like that's why I feel like that's why he did. Yeah, she sounds horrible anyway. Yeah, I feel like that. That's all I need. This bitch is crazy. Right. Had multiple recordings of her admit, admit her involvement. On one call, she admitted to buying an asset and that she was the one who helped Otoro move the freezer in a couple home. So she told, like, you know, I and mean, this 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 is a dumbass thing too. You on the phone in a damn jail. Bitch, they are recording you. They dumb. Like, how do you shut up? You don't talk on fucking jail. I guess you know you got you got these dumbasses. <laughs> so on the call, she made it, she admitted to buying asking, and she admitted to helping a Toro move the freezer in the home. So when authorities spoke to Katrina, she admitted it was a Toro who hit Shannon in the back of the head and moved the freezer in the couple's basement. Which investigators knew she was lying due to all the evidence they had of her and her and her guilt on the phone. Yeah. So she was given 18 years in prison, which I still think is absolute bullshit. This bitch should have got life. Oh, yeah, definitely. Andrew Herman, she should have got life. No, this bitch should have got a death sentence. All of them involved. All that should have lethal injection. Yes. So Andrew Herman, he played a guilty in his involvement of the case. And Andrew Herman, he was charged with abuse of a corpse, engaging in a pattern of corrupt activity, and some more unrelated drug trafficking charges. So investigators had later found more evidence that incriminated someone else. Who do you think this is, Amanda? Probably a Toro, of course. It was Andrew's wife. Remember, Andrew what? had a wife. Yes. So Andrew's wife, Michelle, she was later convicted for her roles or the involvement of the case as well. A Toro wow. He was basically talking too much on the jail, on the phone, once again. You know, these calls are recording. He gave out too much information about a phone. Investigators ended up, you know, they analyzed, you know, they listening. So the investigators ended up finding a cell phone by Shannon's old apartment that was dumped there. They analyzed the phone and it showed Michelle's involvement. I, I didn't get too much of what Michelle did. She probably helped with, you know, dismembering yeah. the body. I'm not sure, but she had some involvement in the case. Wow. Michelle is a, a guilty plea to the charges of intimidation. Obstructing justice and engaging in a pattern of corrupt activity in connection to Shannon's death. While in jail serving a life sentence, Antoro filed an appeal. And when he filed an appeal, I think they were just like, um, he was sentenced, he was sentenced for too long, which I think that's they like the judge sentenced him for too long, which I think is absolutely oh, yeah. But you know, this was denied, so Fuck you, Arturo. That's what the fuck you get. <laughs> also, okay, so although the killers were punished and Shannon finally received justice, Shannon's father had died during the investigation. So he never really got to receive, he never got them, he never got to see them receive their punishment, which is also Aww. so sad. Since, Debbie, since then, Debbie, Shannon's sister, she received custody of their little brother, AJ. Who is now in the Marine Corps, and she also looks after Shannon's dogs, Molly. Every few weeks, Debbie goes to sit at her little sister Grace, as this took a deep toll on her family. Debbie stated she was thankful Arturo was off the streets, and Arturo would finally pay for his crimes. 
Investigators are still searching for the rest of Shannon's remains that have yet to be recovered, which that is so sad. They didn't even tell them where the remains are. And see, that's what I'm a, that's what blows me. How the fuck y'all gonna get him a plea deal? Y'all gave Katrina a plea deal. I think they did give Arturo a plea deal as well. But I know, I know Katrina, I know for sure she took the plea deal. How the fuck y'all give her a plea deal and she didn't give y'all any information on the rest of her remains? Right. I feel like the investigators, they really fucked this case up. Yeah, they, they, yeah. I feel they that whole system in camp and Campbell needs to be fucking demolished and re redone because that's crazy. Like the times that the times y'all gave them the length of their prisons, you know, they basically got life, but they both got a chance of parole. She got 18 years, he got 48 years with the chance of parole. It's just they crazy. Crawl at any time. Yes. It's just crazy because y'all showing the victim's family that y'all don't care. That's sad. And then the fact that y'all gave her a plea deal, I thought with a plea deal, you know, you give me information, I help you help me, I help you. She ain't help y'all with shit. So I don't understand how she got a um plea deal. But anyone with information is asked to come to the Youngstown Youngstown police. And this is the tragic story of Shannon Elizabeth Braves. Ooh, I don't know about y'all, but that kind of took me for a loop because, of course, it's always the crazy boyfriend with the crazy stalker girlfriends or whatever. And you can never really tell somebody's in domestic violence or if somebody's being abused or whatever. Um, so they, you just really got to look out for these signs of domestic violence and um, you know, stalker ways and crazy ways. Like, you really got to keep your eyes open when it comes to, I guess, relationships, meeting people, stuff like that. We just got to be more careful. Um, thank you, Janaya, for telling the story, as always. You're welcome, um, We got our next giveaway is all you got to do is just tell us on our page what this story is about, and you could win a $20 cash app lunch on me. All you got to do is just listen to the story and just drop the name of who the story is of who it's about and on our page. This is through Crime Podcast on Facebook. All you got to do is just go on there. I'm going to make a post and you just going to tell me who it's about and then we're going to put your name in the drawing. And that's it. That's all we're going to do for you guys. <laughs> Keep <Yay>. listening. <laughs> Thank you for listening, guys. Yes, thank you for listening. Thank you for supporting, and thank you for bearing with us as we are trying so hard to get this uplifted off the ground. Thank oh, you, guys. Did we mention we announced our last winner from our last week giveaway too? Or the last one? No, we didn't. Did we we didn't announce that. Or Remembering the internet messed up. Oh yeah, so I forgot her. Name. I think it was like you remember her name. Oh, it's Deantra. Okay, yeah. Shout out to Deantra because she won the last week giveaway. I wanted to mention that as well. Dee Dee, she go by Dee Dee. Yeah, shout out to her. This my girl. And um, and it, it listen. It don't matter how many times you win. If you win again, you win again. That's what you get for being a faithful, loyal listener. Amen. Okay, guys. <laughs> see y'all next week. Bye.